0: Michael
1: and Rebecca
0: and we just put our kids to bed.
1: So come hang out with us as we talk about life
0: and other things
1: while, while the, the kids, kids sleep.
0: Good evening everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight on another episode of While the Kids Sleep. Tonight's episode is brought to you by an open bag of chocolate chips.
1: Dark chocolate chips. Dark chocolate Nestle chip. Toll House dark chocolate morsels. <laughs>
0: yep and tonight's story of while about the kids while while the kids were not sleeping is about precious old nicole nicole she's cute and she says the darndest things and no matter how many times you try and correct her some things she just has in her head
1: they don't stick (laughs) or they stick for her but what you try to correct her doesn't stick
0: yep so like one of the things we've tried to teach nicole about is we have three meals a day. They are called breakfast, lunch, and dinner. In Nicole's mind, they're all dinner. <laughs> yeah. she'll, she'll wake up and say, I, I want some dinner. She'll come in during the middle of the day, I want dinner. <laughs> and she'll come in at night, I want some dinner. Only so, one of
1: those times is correct. <laughs> correct.
0: Sometimes this can be confusing because it's the middle of the day or, and she was like, I want some dinner. And you're like, well, dinner's not for a couple of hours and she'll be sad. And then you're like, oh, you want lunch. <laughs> or
1: you want a snack. snack. You're, yeah. you're
0: hungry. <sighs> and that is Nicole in her cute little spunkiness. That story plays into tonight's episode of our mealtime routines. If you haven't noticed, we're really big on routines. We've talked about bedtime routines, we've talked about other routines. Tonight is our mealtime routine.
1: Kind of the reason why we wanted to talk about it is because we've been thinking a lot about how our kids' our kids' eating habits and our eating habits in our house. And so this is why we have certain routines and certain rules that we'll share with you because I think it helps our kids have a have better eating habits. Starting off, the first thing that we like to do in our house is we have our kids help us to prepare the food. In our house for our meals, and most of this I think is is related to dinner time that we're talking about. With that, with helping prepare food, we ask them to help plan meals. So when as we go through, and we've talked about this in our previous podcast, but how we do meal planning every week for all of our dinners. And with that, we also, our kids are old enough now, Jessica for sure, we can say, hey, what do you want to eat for dinner this week? And like, usually they'll give us a suggestion and we can, you know, put one of their meals in as one of the meals for the coming week, which I think is helped because with that, I think if that's something that they're involved in and they go, oh, I want to eat that. And they'll more likely, or they, they helped plan it. They're more likely want to eat it. And the same goes with, If they help to make it, you know, we try to get the girls involved in the kitchen and they can come help us, like, roll out the tortillas like they did the other night with you, Michael. And, like, they can even come and help stir stuff. Like, Jessica and Nicole are old enough to be careful around the stove, but they can stir things. So I feel like if they have a hand in it, they're more likely wanting to eat the food that's being prepared.
0: Yep. So I would not describe our girls as picky. Mm -hmm. Uh, They seem to eat pretty much almost anything set in front of them. And we've heard from family members and other family members compliment on how our girls will eat just about everything. So as Rebecca was talking about how we have them help plan and prepare, and that kind of goes into, in our household, getting takeout food is pretty rare. I would probably say what 99%, 95% of the time, we're eating home cooked meals
1: yeah oh definitely like we usually will schedule say like on the weekends maybe one there we'll have one dinner on the weekend that we may end up ordering getting food from you know takeout or something like that but you're right like 99 or whatever percent think, of it is yeah
0: home and we think you know this kind of leads to a greater exposure of different food groups um, again go back and listen to our meal planning episode And in that episode, we talked about as we plan our meals, we try and say, okay, let's do something Mexican, something Chinese, something Thai, something Italian, German, American. And so every night, it's a different ethnicity of food. And Mm -hmm. so our girls, they're getting exposed to all these various foods, as opposed to if you're doing a lot of takeout diet, you're really just doing finger foods hamburgers chicken nuggets maybe a burrito or a pizza or your options
1: you're you're more limited i think sometimes yeah no okay let me take that back i don't think you're limited it depends on where you like to eat but i feel like so often If you're gonna get a quick meal fast food on the go, it's usually those type of finger foods like the chicken nuggets and the french fries and things. I don't think people tend to, if they're trying to get something quick on the go. They're not going to get
0: some Indian or some Mongolian food. Right, right.
1: They're gonna get something that they can eat with their hands really quickly.
0: Yeah, and so this has also led to another skill along with mealtime routines, all of our kids they know how to use utensils from a very early age mm-hmm. forks and knives jessica and nicole they're reaching the age of being able to cut their own food yeah. giving them not just the toy plastic knife but giving them a, a grown-up butter knife and they're learning how to cut food so mm-hmm. they're using utensils along with their meal
1: Well, and I know we've had family members say that to us as well and go, oh my gosh, wow, like when Jessica was young and Nicole too, oh, look how she's already using a fork. Like she knows, look how good she is at using that spoon and she can hold it correctly. And I guess that it just, to me, it didn't seem like a surprise, but to others, I guess they seem so young to use it, but I'm glad that they have mastered those skills way before they even had to go to preschool or anything like that.
0: And so all this is just going to helping to prepare the food. And if they prepared it, they're more likely to eat it. And then along with preparing the food is cleaning up the food.
1: Mm-hmm. We try to have chores that the kids do every day. And we don't make like a chore list, but there's just some things that we do naturally throughout the day. Which with mealtimes, the most basic thing is our girls are capable of starting to set the table. So we give them their plate the well all of our plates and the utensils put down a hot pad on the table if some if there's a, a hot dish or whatever that needs to go down you know they can fill the cups up with water um, and then also we really tried to say oh oh you're done with dinner great can you go please put your plate by the sink or if it's even an empty plate they can go put it in the dishwasher you know Jessica just started asking can I help do the dishes and we're like yes you sure can. <laughs> That's great. I just, I dream of the day when our kids can just do the dishes by themselves and we don't have to do it. So I think it's good to see them take pride in that responsibility with their meals and everything that goes into it. And along those lines as well, like taking pride in something. We said if they, if they make something prepared, they'll want to eat it. I was just thinking how we also have a garden that we do every single year and that goes into preparation as well. They help plant the garden. They help put the seeds in the ground and then they see the fruits of their labors. They see these plants grow and they'll go out and they'll pick a, you know, peapod right off the vine and go, wow, look, you know, I planted these and they'll just eat it right there. And there's no picky eating from that. Like they just get excited to eat those types of foods.
0: We go say, go grab a tomato so we can, and bring it back inside and we'll cut it up.
1: Mm Mm-hmm or they'll help like Jessica's helped me cut the lettuce this year or they'll come help me like trim some herbs and things it's just it's fun to see them get excited about food from the start to the finish I love that
0: yep Uh, another thing or a principal part of our mealtime routine is we always eat dinner together breakfasts and lunches sometimes people are more on their own times but dinner we are always eating dinner together having the girls help set the table kind of brings them in to help facilitate this but we think this is helpful and important is there are two scenarios that we have observed in other families or can just see in kids either the kid is hungry and it's screaming and we know the temptation of oh just prepare the kid their plate get the plate in front of them and so the kid can start eating yeah and then mom and dad will go and finish setting the table and getting food for mom and dad mm-hmm well by the time mom and dad have gotten their food and sat down that kid is maybe already done eating yeah and so you have that disconnect you're not eating together mm-hmm. or the a second part of eating together that we think is important is when you eat together with your children they watch what you eat and so even if you fixed them a plate with all the side dishes and the main course they didn't sit and watch you eat that salad or eat those vegetables they may only pick out the chicken nuggets from the meal or whatever it is and ignore the rest but if you sit down and eat together they're seeing mom and dad eat a salad they're eating they're seeing mom and dad eat their vegetables hopefully they're not seeing dad sneak the vegetables to the dog
1: <laughs> but but they learn by watching and mm. anybody who has kids or has been around kids they know this like they watch everything that you do whether you want to realize that or not it's so true and so if they watch you eat all your food or at least try all your food or whatever they're gonna follow suit on that and they're gonna try and emulate that really really so like if hopefully you're right like (laughs) hopefully mom and dad are like oh disgusting you know like i've heard stories i think it's probably gone around the internet somewhere but it was saying how like somebody mentioned oh dad always just like ate everything with a smile that mom made, even if it was like burned biscuits or whatever. But like he set that example and was really grateful for it. And I think you can do that for your kids too, you know, by setting that example. And so this leads to conversation as well. We'll have at the dinner table, I'm talking about, you know, we don't really love, like, I don't really love this or I don't really love that food. Like Jessica will ask, will, what if you had to eat this? And I'll be like, well, I don't really love olives, but I'll eat them. You know, I like them really in a pasta salad. I won't just—I don't want to just sit and eat a jar of them plain. But you know, we just talk about like trying all these different foods, and we have a conversation about food, and then we have a conversation about whatever else is going in our day too.
0: Right, because oftentimes I'm at work all day, and I miss out on a lot of the daily activities. For Even the when kids. you're
1: working from home. <laughs>
0: Even when I'm working from home, I. <laughs> I am still surprised on how much I still miss when I'm working from home because I'm focused on work. Yeah. And Rebecca will be talking about things that happened that day, and I was like, when did that happen? Mm -hmm. I was here all day, I should have noticed, and I didn't even notice because I was working from home. So it's just a good conversation time.
1: And then another thing about, we were saying that at the very beginning of how not feeding kids first and then mom and dad. I think that's something good about eating dinner together and making a point of eating eating dinner together. You teach your kids patience. You teach them that, hey, you can wait five minutes until we're all sat down, we've settled down, we're ready to eat, and we say a prayer. Some people do, some people don't, but we do. And then we can all eat together. There's none of this, oh yeah, kids eat first and then mom and dad eat or whatever. Like, no, we all sit down. And we make a point that we're there together.
0: And setting the table can be a good distraction to the kids when they are starving. And (laughs) they're not not going to make it. Have them set the table. Have them toss the salad. Going back into helping with meal prep. Yeah. Involve them and they won't starve till dinner time
1: oh yeah it's true so then going with that as well there's some basic rules that we kind of follow throughout the day to help facilitate healthier eating habits which lead up to like eating together at dinner and stuff like that the first thing is we kind of talk about snack time we still focus on eating three solid meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but we know... Or if you're
0: Nicole, it's dinner, dinner, and dinner.
1: Dinner, dinner, dinner. <laughs> exactly. I need dinner. We understand, even as adults, we get hungry in between these solid meals at a few hours, and so you do need a snack sometimes. So... With this we do offer snacks for ourselves and for our kids, but we do try to offer healthier options. We still have some crackers and things like that. But one thing we've been doing the past couple summers and I saw this on another blog is that they have like one of those little partitioned snack trays, I guess is that what you yeah, would call it? Yeah. It? Well,
0: it's a it's a vegetable tray and I I like this Yeah, idea that you started and found
1: right so we have a veggie tray we and it's the one with the lid on it you can take it wherever you want to go but we keep it in our fridge and we put different veggies and we put like the sour cream ranch mix dip in the middle and most people you probably know like if there is a dip any kid's gonna eat it like anything at all you give them a dip of something and they will just go to town on it so we'll put Those little small snacking peppers. We'll do cucumbers. We do what? Carrots. Carrots,
0: Broccoli.
1: Little small cherry tomatoes. It just Just, varies, but we have that ready to go in the fridge all the time. That's a good healthy option, and it's there and it's available. You don't have to do any prep for it right to eat it. You just grab it and go.
0: I know it works for me. Mm -hmm. It really is helpful. I like a good vegetable tray. And it's so helpful to have one in the fridge already prepared. Mm-hmm. And I can just open that up, get some broccoli, have a little snack for myself, and then I, as a grown adult, I'm not eating graham crackers or cookies or in your Something typical that's not car- healthy. Yeah, your typical carbs.
1: Yeah, well and Those things will keep you more full, and you can eat more of them to make you full. It's just great to see the kids. They'll say, oh, I'm hungry. I need a snack. And we remind them, oh, would you like some fruit? Or there's the veggie tray. And so many times they will say, oh, yeah, I want veggies. And I'm like, this is great. You know, how many kids say that? But they love it. It really works.
0: And then to go along with always having, like, the prepared vegetable tray ready or other snack is each one of our girls always has their own water bottle. Yep. We, we're not very big soda drinkers Mm -mm. and we rarely do juices and things like that, Mm -hmm. but we all have water bottles and that's kind of our snack routine is we all walk around with water bottles and we always are drinking water.
1: Yeah. Sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm hungry. And I'm like, you just had a snack. And then we go, Hey, where's your water bottle? And like, go drink some water. Come back in a little while if you're still hungry you can have a snack and a lot of times they're just thirsty and so they need to drink some water and hydrate.
0: Yeah the one rule around snack time is snack time closes before dinner. So yes the kitchen is closed anywhere between an hour or two hours before dinner. Mm-hmm. We'll cut off snacks no more snacks because yes. we don't want the kids to be filled up on snacks and then they're not hungry for dinner
1: for the real food the really filling food
0: yep so they know they're welcome to have a snack anytime they want but an hour or two before dinner is when the snacks are closed because we want to make sure they're hungry for the prepared dinner
1: yeah and we run into it pretty much every day i feel like we get this question the kids Can I have a snack? And you're like, "Mm, we're going to eat dinner in like an hour so. Go drink some water and hold off. And and we really don't get like much fussing about it. They're like, okay, whatever. Now they're used to
0: that. Or we'll say, well, if you're starting to get hungry, come help me in the kitchen. We'll get started on dinner now.
1: There you go. That's true. And we do that. So then the next rule we have when we are at the dinner table is our kids have to try everything on their plate once. Every meal, this is the same rule whatever they have on their plate, they have to try it once. Now, if they don't particularly like it, they don't have to eat it all up, but they have to try everything because we know that they may like something today and they may not like it tomorrow, or they may not like it today and they may like it tomorrow, but they have to try it. They have to explore and expose themselves to something new that every single time. And we try to offer different foods in every meal we try to give them a different veggie every meal we know for sure there's going to be like two or three things on their plate and they're probably going to want to eat most of those and if there's something they not they don't want to eat then they're not going to starve
0: right so that kind of goes into a principle of no short order cooks yeah you say well this is what's for dinner it's lasagna and a salad and something else if none of those options suit you well too bad
1: yeah, but we prepare a myriad of foods, and there's no making a PB and J for some kid because they don't want to eat what's for dinner. There's no, oh, you're hungry, you didn't want this. I'm gonna get up and make you some mac and cheese. Like <laughs> that just doesn't fly at our house. And and I'm sorry, but like we put all the effort into making all these different types of foods. We talk about we make foods from different cultures, and this stuff is delicious. And They should be exposed to it, so I'm not going to go and say, oh, you don't like it, and you're just going to eat mac and cheese every night? Like, no, that just doesn't work in our house. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: Yep, if a child does express that dislike for food, we try not to label the food, oh, this is good food or bad food. Mm -hmm. We try and encourage them. It's like, oh, you didn't like that. We'll describe it. Can you describe what it was you didn't like? Was it too spicy or... Did you not like the texture? Or try and get them to describe what it is about that food. And I think that kind of makes them really think, well, what is it? Okay, yes, it's not pizza, but what is it about this lasagna? Or what is it about
1: this vegetable that i may not like
0: yeah yeah and and really get them to describe what it is and say oh this food is not good or it's not bad just say well this food is too crunchy for me or this food is Mm -hmm. too soft for me this food is it's too spicy or it's not flavorful enough or something like that and really get them to think about the food that they are eating yeah not just label good food bad food
1: Right. We kind of said this before is that we know that our tastes change as we grow. Like I knew when I was a kid, I actually was not a fan of cheese and I was not a fan of chocolate, which is not true now when I'm an adult. But as a kid, I really wasn't a big fan of it. And I also actually didn't like meat that much as a kid. Like, I'd eat it. I'd eat bacon, and and I would eat it, but I just, I preferred to eat mostly fruits and veggies when I was a kid. That was just kind of my thing, but I still would eat what was in front of me, and so anyway, we just know that our taste can change as we grow, so as we can pinpoint, oh, I didn't really like this, then maybe it would change the next day. Like, with Jessica... She's
0: gone on and off of broccoli.
1: Oh, yeah, back and forth, but we didn't make it a big deal. We just said, oh okay well thanks for trying it and maybe maybe next time you have it you will like it and now we're in an on stage but it took like a year of her trying it again and again and she's like i love broccoli so i think that just goes to show if you don't put like a label on it a bad or good and you don't get emotional about it you keep cool head and just say okay well th- thanks for trying then it works itself out
0: right and i like spicy food mm-hmm. and so if we're eating tacos or something i'm the usually the only one at the table putting salsa on my dish
1: i put salsa i don't put like that hot tabasco stuff on though
0: yeah and so for a long time the girls avoided anything of that spicy but they see me eat it And it's there, and so they've started to experiment. So I'll take a tiny little spoonful of salsa, put it on the side of their plate, Mm -hmm. and they'll stick their finger in it, and they'll decide. And they're slowly starting to include a little bit more, and they have that choice, they have that flexibility in the food to say, okay, they're still eating tacos, but they're able to choose how spicy they want to make their taco.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And when we are at the dinner table, conversations dying off or... Their kids they get distracted a rule that we do have is no getting down from the table until the meal is over
1: yeah none of this running around and then they come back oh i'm starving and we had cleaned up the table already like and we've had them they have try that many times and we go well we make sure to ask them Are you really done? Is your tummy full, tummy happy? Sometimes that works better for a kid to ask it that way. And if they say yes, we say, okay. And sometimes we have to go, are you really sure? Because this is the last time you're going to eat until breakfast. So make sure you have a full tummy because you don't wanna have a hungry tummy at bedtime. And sometimes they go, oh yeah, I need a few more bites. Yeah, but yeah, if they get down from that table, that's it. We're done. And then we have had we've had a few instances where they have gone to bed hungry, but that was their choice. We had reminded them and it's only happened a few times and they haven't starved. They've been fine, but they learned that lesson. So and we put the responsibility on them. So I think that's important.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking about those times. Yeah, there have been a few times where (laughs) they did not want to eat what was prepared and they know we're not going to make a pb and j sandwich instead and -hmm. and they chose nope i'm not going to eat they went to bed hungry they had a full glass of water that was their choice Yep. (laughs) and yeah they went to bed hungry but like rebecca said no child is going to starve by missing a meal
1: one night like yeah
0: yeah, and it's it's a lesson they they only have to learn that lesson once or twice and then they know and it's never that battle again.
1: The thing is, it's also, yeah, like I said, putting the responsibility on them. They have that choice. The food is there for them. There's more than enough food. We are blessed that we don't have to go hungry. So it just becomes, it could become a power struggle, but we just don't let it. We say, oh, that's your choice. Here's what's available. And then we're consistent on it and they know, they've learned that this is the rule, this is how it goes, mom and dad mean business, and <laughs> so
0: right. take and it or leave it kind yep. of thing. And when they get down from the table, they know that means they're, they're done eating. Yeah. And so there have been t- uh, times when they've been tempted by, they want to go play with some toys, which is another rule, you know, no toys at the table, and they've chosen to say, well, they were more interested in playing with the toy than mm-hmm. they were at dinner, and they went to bed hungry that night but that's a rule. And also no electronics. That's more of a rule for mom and dad.
1: Yeah. But it's a good, it's a good rule.
0: It's yep. Yeah, pho- Phone stay in your pocket during mealtime
1: or not even in the room. You put it away because it's a time to sit and to talk with each other and to check in with each other and say, Hey, how's it going? How was school today? Or how was playing with your friend? What happened? Tell me about that. And a lot of times they'll just open up about what's been going on and we can kind of, problem solve if they need help with something, or just talk about things we have coming up in life, but it's a good bonding moment to sit down at a table. Our meals really don't usually last that long. Like, it takes about an hour to cook them, and we usually only sit down at the table for 10, 15 minutes. But still, that's 10, 15 minutes of us eye-to-eye contact, connecting with each other, not distracted by anything else. And it's super, I think it's really important for our family relationships.
0: Right. And I like the idea that each person in the family, they are empowered to get down from the table when they want to. Mm -hmm. We do not have the rule of having to clear your plate. Nope. So when they have decided that they want to get down from the table, they're free to do so. We never require that they have to eat everything on their plate. And part of that is letting them decide if they want to go to bed hungry or go to bed full. We also think that brings in a good, healthy relationship with food. Teach them to listen to their bodies.
1: Oh, yeah. How often in today's culture do we see unhealthy relationships with food and we just, we eat, 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 and we don't stop ourselves? And I think, I've read articles about how we've lost the ability to feel when we're hungry or we're not. We just, oh, it tastes good, and I'm just gonna keep eating it until it's gone instead of going, this food does taste good, let me enjoy it, let me savor it, I'm full. We want them to still retain that healthy relationship with food of, oh, I am full. And so when they say we're full, we just double check, like I said before, and say, are you sure? You know, want to make sure you're not hungry, you go to bed. And they say yes, and we go, okay, great, put your plate over by the sink. And we just let it be, and we let them have that autonomy and that control over their own body.
0: Because I I know that's something I struggle with as an adult. I was raised in the you eat what's on your plate mentality. And you
1: clear it all. And you
0: clear it. Uh. And it's amazing, even as an adult, I still have that programming Mm -hmm. Uh, you go out to eat. How often do you go out to eat as an adult? And you're sitting down at a restaurant and you clear everything on that plate.
1: And that plate was huge. Mm. Like, especially here in America, they give you like three or four servings worth a lot of times. You could take that home for leftovers, but you're right. So often we eat the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's almost like... It's a challenge. You have been challenged. Can you clear this plate? Yeah, like this entire I,
1: burger and this side of fries and this salad that came before it and your drink. That you, I mean, it's just a I, lot.
0: I am a grown man. I will finish that, that huge. 2,000 calorie family. meal. Yeah. It's,
1: it's your whole day's worth of calories at least sometimes.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's a struggle. And so we don't want our kids to have that same programming that they have to finish everything. It's like, no, you don't have to finish everything and there's always leftovers
1: yep and you always have a choice
0: yep so even as an adult something i'm trying to do now more is if we do go out to eat take a look at the meal and first visually say how big of a portion am i going to uh, eat Mm -hmm. you know already plan ahead on what will be taken home in a doggy bag yeah from that restaurant meal not saying Just so I'm telling myself, no, I don't have to eat everything, and I also can stop myself.
1: Yeah, and I think it's good because food shouldn't just be about, like, consumption and eating everything. I think food, a lot of other cultures, like the European cultures, a lot of them, their meals take a long time, and they're there to just, like, savor and enjoy it, and they also use it as that bonding time to visit and be together. And it's not just about, like, let me shove all this food in me, and then we're done think that it's nice to see the focus shifting on more to this is the time to be together the food's just kind of like a catalyst for that so i think the most important thing we come down to is that we want to listen to our bodies we want to teach our kids these healthy eating habits and routines because we want to have a good relationship with food and we want to make sure our kids have a good relationship with food as well so thanks for listening on tonight's episode of
0: while While the kids kids sleep. sleep We'll